everyone. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of the Unique Minds Podcast. As always, I'm your host, JT, and joining me for this fourth episode, I am thrilled to be able to welcome a really interesting guest and someone I've been looking forward to talking to all week, uh, and that is Paul Hughes of Brave UK. Uh, Paul, say hello to everyone listening. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> there um, Cheers, everyone. Yeah, it's been real. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, dude, thank you so much for jumping on. How you no doing, worries, man? man. It's, you know, we're recording what Hopper Seven yeah. on a on a, th- on a very miserable looking Thursday evening. Oh. How you doing right now, man? What's the I'm feeling? All... Not bad, mate. Not bad. I've, I've had a bit of a sore throat today, actually. So I was, you know, I'm I'm not on great form, but I'll try my best. I've been sat on the M25 for about the last 45 minutes as well. Oh, so dude. It's, uh, but you know, I'll, I'll get over it, mate. I'll get over <laughs> it. So uh, don't don't worry. But no, thanks for inviting me on, and it's. Uh, yeah, been looking forward to having a chat with you, and uh, yeah, cool. Absolutely, man. I think this is, I know certainly from when you've um, spent time talking to our uh, founder, Zoe Godden, um, yeah. I know that you guys have connected on, over a number of issues, and the big thing, I suppose, probably the, the best way to kick things off would be to mention what Unique Minds and Brave are working towards at the end of this month, which is the event on Saturday 31st. Yep. Um, can you just maybe speak a little bit about that? Like, what are we doing? What's the goal? And how is it all going to work? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, as you say, obviously, Zoe and I have been speaking for, for a few weeks now. And we were just, uh, we obviously, her running Unique Minds, myself doing Brave, we just sort of thought we'd come together, ideally, to do something in Hemel Hempstead, where we're both from. Um and the idea is, yeah, let's get Hemel talking um, event on the 31st. And then, um, yeah, and that's, that is generally the idea is get people out, out and about after, you know, obviously it's been an awful year for everyone, still mm-hmm. is. Um, people to get together with, you know, brothers, sisters, friends, whoever, um, in groups no larger than six, obviously. And um, just, to, just to go for a walk, you know, boost their well-being, have a good chat, catch up, um, get some fresh air, do some exercise and... Uh, you know, hopefully just sort of just support one another, really, because, obviously, you know, you know, it's, I know it's a little bit better now, but we don't we still don't really know where we're going with everything. And but it's a, um, you know, obviously people missed out on so much social interaction and whatnot. And whilst it is better again, like Christmas coming up, there's a lot of uncertainty around. So just trying to put something on, really, that could just, you know, give people a little boost, give people uh you know a nice morning like a little walk it's not it's not rocket science but it's just sort of getting out and you know having a bit of fun really absolutely man and i what really struck me about this when zoe told me about the conversations you'd had and this sort of the early part of this partnership that you've kind of forged together is this idea of addressing the reality of mental health in the simplest possible terms you know doing an event like this which isn't you know given given the restrictions of covid means it can't be very elaborate Mm -hmm. but i love the idea that you've come at this from a place of it just being what's actually going to help and what's going to help is conversation and getting people talking and is that something do you think that's defined your approach to mental health where it starts with that conversation it starts with the honesty I, th- I think a lot of it is, yeah, the conversations, obviously, is something through Brave and through, obviously, men's mental health, something we're trying to encourage massively because, you know, obviously, the, you know, there is, unfortunately, still that stigma around men, you know, being very open, explaining how they're fe- feeling, you know, almost expressing any kind of negative emotion. I know right. there's, it's better than it used to be, obviously, but, um, you know, there's still a long way to go with that. So, yeah, conversation is obviously massively key to it and it's, you know, what we'll try and do is sort of, you know, just have a chat, sort of a first base type thing. And then for some people having a conversation, just opening up, 
having a pair of ears listening to them. That's that's all they need, isn't it? Hundred you know? so, percent. That that but, can often be the hurdle, right? Like the barrier yeah. of entry to someone <laughs> being able to actually acknowledge what they're feeling is the idea that uh, who do I share this with and when? Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I, it's so interesting to me that that's that's been at the sort of fundamental core of what you're trying to build with Brave. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Conversations, obviously, very much as a starting point, and then from that point, if it is. If people do require any sort of, you know, professional help, a counselling, therapy, uh, whatever it may be, that like we would obviously always, well, do our very best to send them in the right direction to find that. But, you know, as a starting point, especially for um, to just get it out there and just have that chat about it is is hugely important. You know, we're starting on, you know, we're doing an online talks starting next Tuesday just with men. You know, we're obviously it's an open invite type thing. Just, just to, well, to do just that really, have a chat and just you know get things off their chest and so yeah massively massively important and it's back to what you were saying before as well about how you know whilst it seems quite simplistic and quite you know there's not a huge amount to it but for a lot of people that's all they really need to be honest uh, yeah, know, i spe- agree that, so, that's, that that's the thing that can often it, be yeah. the, the hardest hurdle to to overcome right yeah, is, yeah. is realizing that actually this stigma, this judgment that comes with men talking about their mental health. Once you yeah. pass that, that's the hard battle because mm-hmm. then you've surrounded yourself with the right people, a community that actually listens, but also yeah. empathizes from their own experience, which is so important. Um, yeah. You spoke of a starting point being being rooted in conversation. Is that how Brave started for you? Like, so what was that? What was the impetus for you when you decided to create this thing? I think. Brave really, the way it started, if I relate it sort of, you know, completely just back to myself, really. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I've had periods in my life where things have, you know, not always been perfect. You know, I've, when I we chatted the other day, I mentioned I lost my father at quite a young age. Um, right. I was 20. Um, you know, I went for a, a breakup. Sort of my life was heading in one direction and maybe, you know, it's gone off somewhere else now. So I've gone through a couple of fairly big sort of life events myself, like, in like the the aftermath of them really you know i've never been diagnosed with depression or you know i've never spoke to anyone professional about it but i've definitely experienced times where you know things haven't been quite right for me do you know what i mean like i sort of i've you know questioned my own future and i've sort of questioned sort of where i'm going and it's i was ultimately trying to provide something that would help people who maybe had felt like me when i had had these particularly um you know low moments really um so it you know through the brave content online you know it's it's quite you know obviously it would be i'd I'd like to appeal to men everywhere but you know i just went with sort of what i enjoy so you know i'm massively sort of into music i'm into football i'm into sport um that i wanted to put my own interests into it because you know there's a lot of people with similar interests passions and whatnot yeah Um, so, so that was really my sort of thing about doing it. I, I knew that there were people out there and obviously are people out there who, you know, aren't having the best time. I just wanted to do something to help really. I think kind of within, you know, I'm not, <laughs> not blowing my own trumpet or anything, but, you know, for a job, <laughs> I, for, for a job, I'm a teacher, you know, I've got, I do, I do like to feel that I can support people, like to feel I can help people. And it's just something that uh, I've always had a bit of an interest in anyway. And, um, but yeah, so ultimately it came from there. And obviously this year as well, um, with everything that's been going on, you know, mental health is obviously, you know, being discussed more than at any other point. 
yeah it's, ever, ever this, at the moment isn't it this so conversation uh, has become sort of uh almost unavoidably important as yeah. this year has gone on and na- naturally because of the circumstances <coughs> we've all found ourselves in you know we've, yeah. we've found ourselves in these circumstances where you know people have had options removed for them yeah and yeah, so the, the the necessity of supporting others has become so important but i think it's i think it's so great what you've done and, and how over the course of this process of you building this organically right like this brave started is it on instagram is that right yeah, it just started as an Instagram page in about, I think it was beginning of July. And I just started it, um, you know, I, I just started it as just, just trying to put a little bit of positivity out there, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, just absolutely, sort of man. Quotes and whatnot and, you know, you know, pictures that might make you feel, you know, quite good for a minute or so. And it just sort of went from there, really. And then from that, that point, you know, so it, it was online a few weeks and then I felt, you know, felt a bit more courageous to sort of, you know, give it my own touch, like introduce myself on it, uh, a little bit about why I was doing it. Um, and from there, you know, I sort of thought, right, well, let's see if we can actually get some people together. So we just organised little sort of walks and we did 5K runs. Uh, we did football tournaments, that kind of thing. Oh, brilliant. And and from there, it's and it's, it's just sort of, it's just sort of grown from there, really. And it's, um, yeah, so we've got, a, we've got a nice little following on Instagram now, but I think the thing that really for me is the best thing about it is, you know, we get messages from people just saying, oh, thanks, mate, for your, I've been on your page there. I really like looking at um, the content you're putting on. You know, it's really helped me. Talking to a guy who lives like overseas the other day and he was saying it's given him, because um, he's been on his own for a long time, and it said it's really helped him since he's been away. And so that feels good, you know. I spoke to people like in Scotland, sort of northeast, you know. So it's yeah, that that's kind of what it's about, really. Just Brilliant. opening up those conversations, and you know, that it gives it gives kind of my own well being a little boost as well. well this which is, is the nice. thing. This is often and, what gets forgotten, I think, is that the people like yourself, like me, like our unique minds team, yeah, the yeah. folks you have volunteering for you, <laughs> is that there's this sort of. <laughs> There's this assumption that we all have it all together all the time. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. the reality is that actually a lot of the work we do in supporting others or sharing the kind of positive content that you like to put out, just like we do, often it's actually, it, it gives us a real boost in yeah. our own lives and with our own mental health. Um, yeah, and that, that's something as well, actually, you touched on this earlier about the, the stigma of mental health, mm. particularly in men. And th- I think for a lot of people who don't know what that means, I think this is this is a really interesting topic to cover because... I think that stigma typically centers on the conversation itself. The idea of men opening up about their feelings and almost being antithetical to the idea of like, you got a man up, son, (laughs) chin up, you know. So um, for you then, and this is again, is is quite a personal question. So please, you feel free to say, I don't want to talk about this. But have you yourself either in your own life or having seen with others seen the stigma the judgment have you tried to open up to someone and then got a negative response because you did that or have you seen that happen to others i i wouldn't say i've necessarily seen it or experienced it myself in terms of um in terms of like people you know taking the mick or whatever but sure. i've definitely you know so i've always up until a couple of years ago i always played football for example and you know the idea of, you know, being in the changing room before or after the game or in the bar after the match and, you know, somebody starting to say, oh, do you know what, I've, 
I'm having a really crap time at the moment. And, you know, I've been feeling a bit down. I think I might be a bit depressed. I've been anxious, you know. I think more so now it would, but it just wouldn't happen. Right. Do you know what I mean? It, it just sort of wouldn't be something that would be discussed about. Or if it ever was mentioned, you know, friends or anything discussing mental health, you know, it would usually be sort of Saturday night, you know, two o'clock in the morning waiting outside McDonald's and someone's, <laughs> you know, mentioned right. something. And then the next morning, you almost you almost try and forget it happened. Right. And that's and it's, that, that's interesting then that it's, yeah. it's not, it's often the fact that the conversation doesn't happen at all. That's yeah. the problem. That's where the yeah. stigma lies. It's sort of like an unspoken rule that we yeah. just, us lads don't talk about it. Yeah. No, I think, I think, you know, and it's sort of, I've never really had people kind of open up to me unless they've had a few drinks, you know, and sure. it's sort of, but very much since doing this, you know, I've had conversations, but I mentioned, you know, conversations with people that I've met online, which has been great, but also it sort of opened up, I think some of my close friends and I'm very lucky. I've got a core of about 15 friends that I've been friends with since sort of, you know, I was about four or five years oh, of age. Fantastic. So. And, and since then, you know, we've we've been massively close you know we're sort of holiday every year together you know out all the time football whatnot but i think since doing that since sorry since doing um brave you know quite a few of them now we've we've had conversations over the last three or four months that we never had before that because i think it's sort of i do think things are changing slowly and and that's not due to you know (laughs) what we're doing but that's just i think just a a change a bit of a shift in culture really and um and people thinking well it's you know, it's fine to sort of talk about talk about this stuff, and it's kind of. Um, I, I think sort of what you went, what you were saying a couple of minutes ago as well about how, um, you know, people like myself, you, Zoe, etc., what we're trying to do and um, how it gives our own well-being a boost is that I think because I've you know had a bit of a crap time in the past myself, you know, I feel right now, you know, despite a sore throat, you know, I sort <laughs> of, <laughs> I kind of, I, I feel almost the best. I don't remember feeling so good for a very long time. So I think I've had the strength within me to try and kind of help other people. And that, and that's, um, but doing all this, like that boosts me as well, like massively. Oh, big so, time, man. To, to I feel mean... like you're making a difference is, is lovely. And it's not even, it's not about sort of X amount of followers or likes no, man, on Facebook. It's, it's yeah. about sort of helping sort of one person just feel a bit better. Because that could be open... enough, right? Like that, yeah, yeah. that can absolutely be enough. It's not about like self gratification. It's just you knowing <coughs> that you've done a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and completely. that that is powerful, isn't it? That's that's a tangible thing that you can be yeah, yeah. really genuinely fulfilling. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. And and I know it's a cliche, but it's a cliche. I think for a reason. You know, you can't help others before you've helped yourself, and you know you've got to get yourself into a a good yeah, place. Yeah. But that at the same time, that doesn't mean you can't you haven't been through stuff, right? Like it means, yeah, yeah. it means if anything, you have been through it. You are able to empathize with people because you have that history. But at the same time, you've got yourself to a place through various different approaches. That means yeah. you can actually then pay that forward and help yeah, people yeah. out. Um, and that's a, that's a great, I, I really hear you on that, dude. I'm, I'm really glad you spoke to that because it's, it's such a great feeling to know that you've done something not for personal gain. You've done it because you know, it's just the right thing to do as a fellow human. Yeah. 100 percent yeah so this actually this is something that i i really did want to ask you about which is that i know for uh, uh, the other side of this stigma that i think comes with men's mental health is the perception that you have to do things that will maybe push you out of your comfort zone a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i know that 
actually when you really when you really take a minute and try to understand that the barrier of entry to addressing very simple day-to-day things is actually quite low it's not as insurmountable as a lot of people assume it is yeah i was wondering for you then what are the things that you typically put into practice like is it is it stuff like mindfulness you know reading about self-worth meditation is it are those aspects things that factor in or have you kind of discovered other stuff that sort of works best for you yeah so you, you mentioned mindfulness and that's something uh yeah so i i read quite a lot and i, I read i'd read about meditation i read about mindfulness but always if i'm honest i always kind of thought you know, I'm not doing that. You know, my my kind my kind of idea of sort of meditation was sort of your cliche kind of you know, <laughs> you know, Buddhism sort of Absolutely, thing. Absolutely, like you're sit, levitating off there. the floor. Like that's it. Yeah. yeah. And was, you know what? I want to I want to give a shout out to one of our team members, <laughs> Emma Clare. She runs yeah. our Mindful Monday topic every week and she herself and it's some of the best stuff we put out i think is that she herself has acknowledged that she too had that preconception in her mind if it's like oh what am i just gonna fart about cross my leg and levitate off the floor you know it's this idea that i think of of people kind of making an assumption that it is like almost religious in a way um which isn't necessarily it's not necessarily a bad thing but if that's not what your particular faith dictates you may then be a bit hesitant to jump yeah. into something that maybe looks a bit like it it could represent something you don't believe in so so what was the what made you get over that hurdle dude well as i say i read, I read quite a bit about it and then right. i thought i thought i'd give it a go so i just um i just, I, and now well, i do it every day now it's just part of it's it sounds really sort of pretentious and cliche but <laughs> it almost has just become sort of part of who i am now sure man and it's yeah. and it's it's something yeah so every morning just for you know eight minutes ten minutes you know it's just I, I listen to my headspace you just think about sort of your day ahead it's all based on breathing exercises and like you can have all these things going away around around you that you could feel stressed about but you just focus kind of back on your breath you know keep it simple close your eyes and then honestly you know every single time i do it i feel a bit better i did it this morning i woke up this morning it was dark when i woke up six o'clock in the morning i was like oh god like i, I did it <laughs> and i sort of sort of by half six you know i've i was all right and then you know eight o'clock i'm at work i'm in a good mood so it it really has worked for me it wouldn't work for every everyone i think it's sort of a uh it's not a one-size-fits-all thing as a lot of sort of strategies aren't but it's kind of just something that i tried and it's sort of um but as i say it was something that definitely a few years ago you know if, if i like said to the lads oh you know are you coming out like no 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 i'm, I'm trying meditation and be like you what leave it out you know <laughs> what's, what's wrong with him type thing <laughs> sure but now but and but I'm, and you know don't get me wrong because you know, all my mates know i do it and since since uh telling them i do it at first it was like what the bloody hell are you doing that for, Hughes? Like, what's going on? But it's uh, but now I was talking to a mate Saturday actually, and he's going to give it a go. And it's just something, you know, as I say, just something yes. I tried. Just something I tried. This is what happens, though, it right? Works. Yeah, this know? is what happens where it almost becomes organic, right? Like you've you've tried a thing 
They've questioned yeah. it. And suddenly, just because you've not given it up, you're not suddenly yeah, like, yeah. you know, you didn't shy away from it. If anything, you almost doubled down, right? You wanted yeah. to keep going and, and prove that actually this is a viable thing. That's, yeah. That, like, like you say, might not be for everyone, but it's worth exploring because it might I pro- work I, pro- for you. I probably only do it just because I'm stubborn enough to be like, do you know what? Just the more I take, the more I take the mick, I'll just keep doing it. Does that? But... Yeah. Does that? Does that sort of fuel you a little bit? Like you're kind nah, of thinking like, nah. <laughs> no, that nah, was so. I'm that's joking. this is where you. This is where you and I would be able to draw a line in the sand because that would absolutely fuel me. I don't know what that says about my ego, but I would absolutely yeah. feel. If someone said to me that thing you do is a bit stupid in it, I'd go, yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> and even if it objectively was a waste of time i would sort of just a a weird sort of competitive gene i think i think to do to do anything like this when you're able to have a when you're able to carry a conversation when you're able to talk openly about stuff i think there is a little part of you that does know that it is about there is a little bit of you that kind of wants to be right i think (laughs) but that but i think that's uh, that's where you can you know it's a fine line but i think that's where it can be actually a useful it's like it's almost like helpful arrogance right? where, <laughs> where like you you don't pretend you know everything but you yeah, also yeah. want to have taken like i'll go away for three hours and read about a thing so i've at <laughs> least no re- loads about this one thing <laughs> but but i get that dude i think it's it's really i think it's really telling that you have through that experimentation have found something that genuinely works for you yeah yeah um, there's not and the, the other thing that really sort of sort of i say chills me out i'm not, I'm a pretty laid back guy anyway, to be honest with you. And like sort of just going back to the meditation an example, yeah. an example of like how, you know, that can sort of completely like chill your mind. Right. So in the summer, I had a nightmare week. I, I, I parked in a road round near where I live and I got sort of a, an 80 pound fine. And, um, oh, no. cause yeah, I, I parked in the wrong place. And then three days later I went, I was driving in um, central London and I didn't know that they'd changed the hours of the congestion zone. So, I got another sort of eighty pound fine. So within about the space of about four or five days, I got like two parking tickets for about one hundred and sixty oh, no. quid, and on. I was absolutely livid. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was fuming. And um, but anyway, I, I I did a meditation, and you know I, I know it sounds a bit ridiculous, but within ten minutes, I just didn't really care about it. I just went online, paid it one hundred and sixty quid down, but. It just completely like leveled out my way of thinking. I was just able to see it with such clarity and just nice. sort of yeah. I've made a mistake, you know. It's a bit of money. It's a bit yeah. annoying, but you know, it's not going to change the world. I've barely thought about it since, well, till now, really. And it's sort of <laughs> oh god, I feel it, like I, I feel like it's going to get like yeah, flashbacks to I'll, it now. <laughs> yeah, I'll be living when I get off of it. But yeah, but no, it's um. But that's just an example of how it's just something a really simple thing that can sort of um just you know chill you out just that a lot of it is about just seeing things with, like, with a clear perspective yeah clarity the other thing that i was going on to which you know i, I do a lot of is um obviously exercise well documented it's great for your mental health and whatnot i do a lot of running um because <clears throat> i think after like, some of the things i said to you uh, said earlier about sort of you know after sort of like, a big breakup and whatnot you know after that yeah i absolutely love food so, you know, I ate quite a lot. It was, I was never massive, don't get me wrong, but I put on, put on a bit of weight and then I needed to get, I needed to lose, needed to lose a bit of weight and I needed to uh, get myself fit. So I started couch to 5K, the running thing. Nice. And um, and that's another thing that helps me, that, you know, if ever I'm sort of feeling a bit, oh, God, crap day today, you know, go for a run and then half hour, 40 minutes later, I feel a lot better. 
straight away. So it's uh, yeah, r- running, meditation, and sort of uh, they'd be the two sort of big ones. I would say that they're, kind of really helped me out. And they're really tangible things too. Like they, I think what makes your approach so authentic is that you relate ideas that some people would obviously be like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do at home fitness or I don't want to meditate, but you relate yeah. them to, to like everyday problems, like yeah. pro- processing the irritation of a fine or, <laughs> or like, but I, I think that's really, that I think would break down those barriers. That would, yeah. that, that kind of thinking would help people understand what it is about these things that actually yeah. could just help them in their everyday life i think the other thing as well is so and it's they're all they're all kind of linked so you know the meditation you you think more about sort of your body and like how you are and then sort of that links into sort of the running you know wanting to lose a bit of weight wanting to feel a bit better wanting to potentially look a bit better giving you a bit of a co- bit of confidence there but but also the meditation of it is but it's very much about being in the moment and that's just something that you know, not just through that, but like I kind of, I really, these days, just try and live in the moment, try and live day by day. Whereas I think when I, when I, when you're a bit younger, you know, I'm only 34, don't get me wrong, but I, I think when you're, when I was a bit younger, sort of, you know, 19, 20, 21, like, although I was out having a bit of, bit of a laugh most of the time, you know, I also would worry a bit about, you know, what am I going to do? You know, where am I going to be? All this kind of thing. And, now, I never sort of obsessed over five-year plans or anything like that, but I think sometimes, you know, that used to cause me a bit of stress, you know, worried mm. about things. And I, since, as I mentioned, you know, I've had a couple of things in my life that <clears throat> have given me a bit of a knock in the past. and But now I very much just sort of live day to day. It's like, what have I got to do today? What today is would be a success in terms of work in terms of uh, relationships whatever it may be so i think it's massive there's a massive thing in just sort of living day to day especially at the moment when nobody really knows what's happening yeah because what's the point now, what's, of the making, po- what's yeah. the point of making plans right now right exactly. um but yeah, no, yeah. i i really like that approach <laughs> i've certainly been guilty in my own life of trying to map things out years yeah, ahead yeah for some arbitrary reason normally to make mm. sure i've impressed someone you know whether <laughs> whether it was family or friends or yeah, you know, like yeah. there was a real especially in my early 20s i really cared about what people thought and it was very yeah. important that a certain perception of me was put out there the great lesson i took from that was to n- stop trying to set everything in concrete for yeah. the rest of your days because stuff changes life yeah. ebb and flows and i think that's a I think it's very interesting that you said that trying to be too specific and t- and plan too far ahead actually generated a bit of stress for you. Yeah, but I, I think so. You know, obviously, don't get me wrong. You know, there's certain goals that I'd like to achieve and sure. whatnot. But but I don't, you know, I don't worry about them because I just think if if you take care of what's in front of you each day, you you should get to where you want to be anyway. But it's not. There's no. I'm not going to worry about something that could happen in three years because ultimately right. that might ha- that might happen in three years if I do what i've got to do today do you see what i mean absolutely so it's like it, you can have a goal but that yeah. goal that goal post is allowed to move yeah you know definitely and it's um and as i say i, I just think in the past you know i've sort of you know put, put just put a bit bit of pressure on myself maybe and that's something that you know now i think having a couple of things that as i say gave me a bit of a knock you know that it's just something i try and do every day now just you right. know today and being able to have honest conversations about them when you do get that knock i think is yeah yeah yeah. is is key to that strategy um well paul that about wraps it up 
for oh is that it uh, is oh. it uh, wraps us up for episode four of the yeah. unique minds podcast um i just want to say first of all i so appreciate you giving up your time to jump on this with me this evening i've had a blast back and forth and with you tonight um and i want to give a shout out to our patreon subscribers who pledge their support to get early access to the podcast three days early um i want to give a shout out to all of you guys that support us on patreon at any of the tiers really appreciate you guys if um if you're listening to this in the public open access and or you've discovered this outside of unique minds please consider checking out uh, patreon.com forward slash unique minds if you enjoy these conversations help us keep the lights on and consider donating to our cause to help us continue these conversations if you are again if you're listening outside of the group unique minds is a free community of mental health support and conversation focusing on various topics including uh, mindfulness healthy eating self-worth art therapy and fitness Um, We also have the Unique Minds Inbox, a free private confidential one-to-one service where you can message in and get some advice or just seek someone to use as a sounding board. Paul, thank you again. No problem at all, Jay-Z. So appreciate this. Um, Sorry sorry about the sore throat. I sound a bit... Sound a bit husky, I think. But but never mind. Is this thing... (laughs) There's a thing with this where I'm kind of like... Do do I want to keep this sore throat because I do sound a little bit like Batman? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I have this thing where I, like, uh, should I, do, do I want uh, this to, like, especially if it was, like, if I know I'm going to, like, if I'm, if I'm seeing someone and I'm, like, hi. I mean, I sound like I've had, like, 50 a day, but, like, yeah, yeah. it's that weird thing of wanting, do I want to keep it? Yeah, well, <laughs> um, I'll leave you with that thought, mate. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I can, I can smell the silent judgment. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, listen, Paul, really appreciate it, yeah. dude. And, no problem, um, mate. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone. We will see you next week for episode five of the Unique Minds podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm.